Hey, Mark. What have we been doing in this rack house for the last hour and a half? That's a great question, Dan. Hey, this is Mark again with The Practical Still, here with Dan and here with Lenny from Deer Hammer Distillery in Buena Vista, Colorado. Still not in my garage. Still not in your garage, (laughs) but I tell you what, I like this place. I like your garage because I like you, but I'm going to tell you, the smell of this place is delicious. Yeah, it is. Uh, Lenny and his straws are amazing. Magic straws. We have magic straw and a bunch of barrels of whiskey, and that's what we've been doing for the last, I don't even know if it's two hours. I'm going to say it's two hours. Yeah. It took me at least an hour to start spitting the whiskey out instead of swallowing it. Yes, so yeah. chances are it could be seven and a half hours. I don't really <laughs> We've know. been here all day as far no. as I know. But uh, Lenny, thank you so much yeah. for this time. It's been fun. It's been good to have you guys here. I'm usually here by myself, so it's fun <laughs> to have some folks to share with. Don't be alone, Lenny. Yeah, we're, we're happy to alleviate you of that burden. <laughs> We'll, we'll yeah. buy a house here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long commute from uh, the front range. Yeah. Yes, it, it is. is. It is a long commute. It's a beautiful, well, beautiful drive. Yes. Beautiful drive. Uh, but this has been fun. So we've learned a bunch. And I think one of the key things we've learned, because this, this whole thing started with a podcast Dan and I did about young whiskeys. And you've educated us a bit to a point where I feel like it's really more about there are some young flavors in whiskey. But young whiskey is not a, de- a descriptor because young whiskey can be good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so much that goes into the process and and the consideration in each step. Um, You know, the maturation is only one consideration. But uh, yeah, you know, as we discussed or are discussing now, there's some really neat flavors that are yielded in whiskey, even at, you know, the lower maturation numbers. You know, I think a lot of times in the U.S. uh, or particularly in Scotland, where people are used to long maturation based on their climate and their barrels, um, out here, you know, we're used to certain things, but I think the craft industry is really changing that up and there, there's some very cool things happening and we're trying to be part of that. Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the things Dan and I have talked about is that we feel like, we don't know because we're not actually involved in the production, fermentation is so important in your technique on fermentation, the understanding of it. Based on drinking your unaged spirit, I got to think that's true because that that was pretty good all by itself. Yeah. Well, you know, something I'm really keen on, uh, fermentation for sure being one of them, uh, I like to talk about and think about when making whiskey, what what are the impactful components? And there's there's certainly all kinds of spin and, and marketing that one can apply, but really there are there are variables that are undeniably impactful. And mm-hmm. without <laughs> blazing down the list, you know, grain selection is a big deal. Um, mash technique, pretty big deal. Fermentation, huge deal with regards to yeast and temperature and duration of fermentation. And then how you run your stills, what your barrel barrels are, what the cuts you take when you run the stills are. There's uh, there's so much that goes into it. And I think knowing what your maturation program looks like will inform for those that are really thoughtful about the process, what avenues to take with regards to that barrel selection, the cuts and everything else. I think the cut thing, Dan, I don't know if you agree, but the cut thing is the most revelatory Mm -hmm. piece because I didn't, I really just didn't think about that. I knew there were heads and hearts and tails, but I really didn't think about before you think about going in the barrel, Mm -hmm. how long are you going to be there? What's your target? And how do you, how do you space those cuts out? It's to me, it's kind of like the difference between watching a movie and watching somebody make a movie. It's sort of uh, getting into the nitty gritty of what goes into it. 
sort of opens up, uh, like for me, you know, as a writer to me, everything's words, right? So it's like, it's opening up a whole lexicon for me yeah. and understanding, you know, I went into this thinking, okay, we're going to taste a bunch of young whiskey and I'm going to have to understand young whiskey. But really what it comes down to is understanding beyond what's easy to understand about whiskey, which is like, you know, wild turkey is going to be good. You, you know, you know what those flavor profiles are going to be like, but when you're, you're sampling something that's a craft whiskey, it's a, it's a whole different ball game, but it's really the same thing. It's just in different terms. So you have to sort of shift your perspective a little bit and, and understand what's going into the craft of making that whiskey. And what I'm tasting here today, you know, I didn't, I went into this thinking I'm going to taste a bunch of young whiskey, but what I'm really tasting is a bunch of fantastic whiskeys. And I think that's largely due to seeing I hate this term, but like how the sausage is made, right? Like the care that goes into. <laughs> we did eat sausage. We did eat sausage yeah. today in in, 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 in deer from deer uh, yeah. restaurant. So I guess it is apropos. Um, <laughs> but I think I think understanding, uh, you know, what goes into the the actual love labor of making a whiskey, uh, as opposed to simply making a brand. Yeah. Well, if know? we care about what comes out. I think what we're learning today is it really all happens before it ever gets near yeah, a barrel. Yeah. What did you do to prep and yeah. get ready? Uh, and for the record, um, we, we've talked about this a few points during the day. I expected to find something disagreeable. I just yeah. didn't. Yeah. And we also tasted a seven-year-old. You can't necessarily buy it because it's, right. it's a product of the process of you figuring out what gets pulled together to make a release. Mm-hmm. But as a point of reference, we did get to taste a seven-year-old single malt whiskey yeah. that frankly stands up against any other whiskey I've yeah, had. It was, it was delicious. Yeah. I'm so grateful that oh, Lenny, yeah. I'm so grateful yeah. you let us do this. Oh, I'd, of course. I'd buy a bottle of it. In fact, I'm going to steal that one. So. <laughs> That's uh, You'll have to talk to my son Arlo about that. That's technically his whiskey that uh, was filled when he was born. Uh, you don't want to steal his birth he's whiskey. He's very right. fond of that stuff. But What if, uh, he, what if he gave it to me, though? <laughs> you might. He might. <laughs> You'd be surprised what he'd ask to have it sold for. His, uh, <laughs> his, his grasp on it's either either thirty cents or for like exactly. four gazillion dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know how those kids work. I have one too. <laughs> yeah, but but anyway, I think it's been really cool to figure out that you know it's not unlike any other professions where you really don't see the preparation that goes into it when you just buy the bottle at the end of the process. We got to see some of that today, and we're going to see more of it. We're going to go over. We've been in the rack house all day sipping really cool stuff out yeah. of better with a gigantically long straw, which is just comical <laughs> to think of. I never thought, I always thought thieving the barrel was yeah. the big metal thing. Yeah. That's pretty clever and very enjoyable, but we got to see that part. We're going to go look at the distillery, watch mm-hmm. the, the still work and that kind of stuff. But frankly, it's impressive to see the work that goes in ahead of it. And I wish, I wish more people got to see it. Maybe we can show it to them, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's just cool to think about. You really got to do the prep work ahead and that's not any different than any, anywhere else in life. Yeah. You got to do the prep work ahead of time if you want the right result. Yeah. And, and for the record, I mean, you know, Lenny contacted us and said, come up and taste this. And well, clearly because we were being idiots. We were being podcast. We had to straighten us out. Yeah. No, Tell the truth, it's, Lenny. It's, it's, our, wasn't that, it's our natural much, state. Well, you know, like I, I get the <laughs> opportunity and I, I'm, I consider myself really lucky that I get to make whiskey for a living mm-hmm. and get to see all these facets. And I think a lot of people get to enjoy whiskey. Mm-hmm. Like you guys really get, you get to try stuff. And, you know, I, I like the thought that goes into evaluating everything and being mm-hmm. critical on a, in the best ways of everything. Um, I don't, you know, there was nothing that struck me as 
wrong per se, as much as I heard you guys talking about younger whiskeys and thought like, I, I have the opportunity to expose you to not necessarily like, well, taste my whiskey. I think you're going to love it as much as, well, check it out. Here's mm -hmm. one at zero. Here's one at three days, not even in the barrel yet. <laughs> and here's one at six months and here's one at two years and here's one at four years. Yeah. And you get to taste the progress. Most people don't have that opportunity. And I just, mm -hmm. I'm all about the education of it. Yeah. So. And we definitely feel educated. I think that's a great point because it's not, you got, you have aged whiskey. It's not as if everything you have is young. But I appreciate you taking the chance to to let us learn a little bit more about it because it has been incredibly insightful. Um, and once we turn this off, if you look the other way, Dan and I will go right back to those barrels <laughs> over there with that that single malt whiskey in it. I still is, got my straw, man. <laughs> I've heard our cement floor is actually soft for sleeping on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm willing to test that blanket. theory. <laughs> I have a blanket in the car. Uh, Fabulous. Yeah. This has been great. Yeah. Well, and also I want to, you know, I want to also say that, you know, it's nice that there was a complete story here, which is, you know, I, I, I challenged Lenny and said, show me the barrel you don't like. And, yeah. and, and he was very willing to do that, which, you know, jerk, it was really good, but you know, but it also, you know, show me what you don't like, what you don't think is up to snuff and, and, and let us see those flavor profiles. And I think that's, that's a good way to get people to understand the evolution of whiskey from the time it comes out of it, out of the, the, uh, the pot still or whatever, still into the barrel. And even beyond that, um, you know, and some, some whiskeys don't meet your criteria and those become something else. But I think, I think that was a good, um, it was a good way to be honest about, uh, you know, not everything is a super success and that's how you improve. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, they can't all be home runs and not everything's the best, but yeah. you know, we try and, you know, as I had mentioned earlier, you know, another distiller had said, you know, every day we're going to make better whiskey. Yeah. It's always an evolution and yeah. it can always be better. But also the barrel you didn't like was really good. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, it, 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 it maybe didn't hit the target you were yeah. aiming yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. But that's another cool thing is whiskey is about time. Mm -hmm. And uh, whether that's a short time or a long time, mm -hmm. maybe that didn't hit the target the day you first tasted it or the day you distilled it's still it, good, yeah. it's still good. It's yeah. still got a place somewhere. Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. And that's cool. It's good to be flexible and have yeah. a, have a product that yeah. doesn't have to be one thing on one day. Well, Mark, I think I live here now. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely need to get a, we need to figure out how to spend more time in a, yeah. in a rack house yeah. full of whiskey barrels. Think, yeah. All right, cool. This is fun. So we're going to go, um, a lot of the stuff we talked about, you'll see in videos. We've been, we've been videoing things all during the day, including that barrel that didn't quite hit the target that Lenny was aiming for, although it hit Dan and I's target just fine. It was quite delicious. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll show you the, the gift shop. We'll show you the restaurant. Uh, we'll show you the tap room. Um, we'll show you a few pictures of the stills. It's been really exciting. And if you have something local to your own area, if you're not in Colorado and can't visit Deerhammer, if you are in Colorado, absolutely come visit Deerhammer. Check them out at Deerhammer.com. Deerhammer.com. Uh, yeah, social media at Deerhammer. Yep. Do that. Follow that. If you're in the area, come see. It's a beautiful area. If you haven't ever been uh, in this part of the country, you should certainly visit it. But if you're not and there's whiskey distilleries near you, reach out, say hello, go do their tour, find out what's going on there because I, I promise you, it's very interesting, and, it, and frankly, you won't ever get that opportunity with some of the bigger distilleries. They do tours. They don't quite do them at that level of this is our story, and this is something that means something and passionate to us, because those people, 
that had that passion that started those distilleries, that was in the 1800s. They don't live anymore. <laughs> Lenny's right here. Lenny's right here. <laughs> I am today. He's still alive. Yeah, he's, he's a, a fresh 22. <laughs> Dan does not believe Lenny is in his 40s. Yeah, I uh, often lose track. I thought I was 48 until two weeks ago. I, was, I, I did the math wrong. I was informed otherwise. Yeah, well. well, it's been clear. You and Dan don't do math, no, no, even no, when no, it no. comes to figuring out how old you are. I can spell math. That's can about it. Yeah. Can you? Really? Not right now. Do you have an opinion on why British people call it maths? I think because they have funny accents that are better than ours. I, I, think don't, it's, I don't know. I think it's just because we say mathematics. Yeah. And when you shorten that, it makes sense maths. to say math instead of math. But we can all agree they're wrong. Sure. They're always wrong. That's why we, that's why we left and came here. <laughs> all right. Cool. This has been great. So it'll be video to follow up. This has been fun. Lenny, thank you so much. Yeah, it was great to hang out with you guys. Yep. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers.